What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are answering your questions from BallBoysNBA.com. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Today, we are going to go through some of your questions that have been submitted via NBA.com. Sorry, BallBoysNBA.com. I wish it was uh, through NBA.com. Um, but through BallBoysNBA.com, all the subscribers over there get access to our exclusive Q&A um, podcast, which, which will be broadcast over to YouTube in the preseason. Once the season starts, this will likely become just a, uh, a podcast format that will be exclusively available to those who have the subscription. And if you have any questions, uh, I know people are asking me to rate their teams and all these sort of things. There's, there's a lot of questions going on at this, mo- at this time of year. So, uh, unfortunately, I can't get to them all just with the limited time and, and, um, resources that I have available. But if you do want a guaranteed way to get your questions answered, whether it be team-specific things, um, general um, advice, tips, themes, um, strategy concepts, let me know over at ballboysnba.com. Become a subscriber for just 10 bucks. It'll cover you for the whole season. It'll get access to the season guide with all of my rankings on there. I'm going to be doing a rankings update today as well um, with a few of the preseason notes and news coming out. A um, couple of position battles that I've been watching closely. Um, so head over there. You'll also get access to uh, a, a couple of articles that we've written there in terms of punting our field goal 
ball percentage and punt free throw percentage articles are up there as well, uh, exclusive for subscribers. But just got a few questions that we're going to answer today. Not too many, so a nice quick little podcast here. Um, so we'll get stuck into it. The first question here is um, surrounding one of uh, my favorite players from last year's draft. In fact, he might be my favorite player from last year's draft, uh, Evan Mobley and uh, his possible growth after the Donovan Mitchell trade. Um, he wants to know what he can still do to improve this season and where I think I should go. He, he says there is 18, 10, 3 assists and 2 blocks with a steal way out of reach. And I would say no. No, it's definitely not out of reach. Um, in fact, um, I might even be predicting it. I think that that is definitely... Um, achievable. I think that maybe he might not get an increase in usage, but I think the efficiency can definitely improve. Like he's still a second year player after all, even though he shot 50%. We often see rookies go into their second year, take a big jump in efficiency. So instead of shooting 50%, he could shoot 55, 56%, which would definitely improve his scoring. Um, The free throw percentage, whilst I don't expect it to come up significantly to a positive, maybe he hits it another four or five percentage points better, which gives him, you know, just a little bit more boost in scoring. Um, there's there's definitely ways that he can improve alongside with Donovan Mitchell still there. It probably limits the, like, 1% ceiling that he could possibly limit get to where, you know, maybe he was going to be potentially a 23 10 and 4 guy um, this season, but now it's a little bit limited. Um, the two blocks, I don't know, the, the blocks were... They were good last year, 1.7 per game. So maybe, uh, I'm not sure if I see him getting to two blocks here, especially with Jarrett Allen fully healthy. Um, maybe if they stagger their minutes a little bit more. Um, they obviously don't have Larry Markin in there now, so perhaps they do that a little bit more and play him a bit more small ball center. Um, Kevin Love, mix and match some of those things. So that's the only way that I see the blocks improving from last year. Typically, blocks tend to, as rookies and and players get older, they go for less of those blocks and and play a bit more, um, I guess, uh, contains defense um, as opposed to just going for block shots. So that's usually the kind of a stat that I don't see improve quite as much as the other things, but I still think he's going to be doing at least a block and a half um, per game. And I think the steals, I definitely do think the steals can come up. So going for a bit more of those, um, you know, backing himself and his defensive instincts. Last year, he was a rookie on a team that had playoff aspirations. They came out of the gate strong and surprised a lot of the teams. So you could kind of see when he was playing, he wasn't going for those um, reaches, wasn't going for those gambles where he might have otherwise done. And I think that having a bit more confidence in his ability now, he will be able to do that. Um, and I just think that his instincts are, are very, very good. And I could definitely see him averaging a steal per game. So for me, I'm very happy and keen to take um, Evan Mobley inside the top 40. I think he's an excellent sort of, uh, fourth round guy to target, even at the end of the third round, especially if you're punting free throw percentage. Um, I still think that he has a bit of upside. I know he's dealing with, a, I think he's done his ankle in a, a training uh, camp, so he's out for a week. So I'm not letting that really affect my um, view on Evan Mobley. 
So I'm not too worried about that. He's probably going to be ready for the start of the season, if not maybe miss one game or two. So I'm not really worried about the injury. I think he's going to be fine. Hopefully that means you can get him a bit of a discount and the trade means you can get him at a bit of a discount. But from a lot of the drafts I've seen, he's still probably going inside the first four rounds. So um, no, still really like him. Still has a chance to break out, but maybe that peak, peak ceiling has just been shaved off a little bit. But um, I still think he's a, a very, very good fantasy player in my opinion. Let's go on to the next question here. Um, got another Raptors fan by the looks of it. Um, shout out to all the Raptors fans who are listening at the moment. Um, love you guys. I think you guys are a great fan base. So keep keep watching the video, even if you do sometimes disagree with my uh, analysis on some of the Raptors fantasy players. Although, you know what? I like a few of their guys. Um, in fact, I just drafted Scotty Barnes in the Locked On Fantasy Basketball basketball bowl so he will be you know in my team this person is asking about Pascal Siakam and if it's uh, what's my opinion on taking him in the mid second round it's one of his favorite players and he wants him so bad Uh, nine category 14 team league so mid second round in a 14 teamer you'd be looking more towards what would that be 14 teamers 28 so you'd be looking around pick 20 you know around that kind of a range I think it's a bit early. I think it's a bit early, but it's not stupid. I don't think it's absolutely just far and away the worst player to take at that spot. I don't think there's much upside from there, but he's a safe, solid guy. What I do like about Pascal Siakam, and a lot of sites, I think he's center eligible. So if you want a guy in your center position, and centers are hard to, to really get a nice, safe guy. So if you wanted to go with and, and really make sure you got Pascal Siakam, I think he fits a very nice punt block um, slash punt field goal percentage build where he can be your center, get you lots of points, um, some good assists, um, hit, hit a couple of threes. The free throw percentage won't kill you. Um, so I think he's a really good center in that kind of a, a, a build. And then you can maybe grab a lot of guards in the next few rounds, um, starting with someone like uh, Pascal and Tatum or Pascal and James Harden, Pascal, Steph Curry. Th- those kind of a picks, I think it is fine to do so. Um, so it's not the worst thing. I don't have him that high. I have him more towards the late 20s. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's the worst theme, thing, especially in a 14-team league where maybe you do want a little bit more safety. Um, but in saying that, if you do take him in that second round, I'd be very happy to try and get some more higher upside guys later in your draft because I don't think Siakam really has upside to do any better than that. He probably won't even perform that ranking, but... He does offer you some good flexibility from a position-wise in certain punt builds. So I hope that answers your question. If if you love him, look, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but I personally do have some other guys a little bit further ahead. Um, but sometimes, you know, fantasy, a, it's, it's a fun way to enjoy uh, basketball. So sometimes I just say, go get your guy, and I think that's okay. Um, last real quick question here, guys. Told you it'd be a nice quick podcast. Um, last one here is, love your work. Uh, can you please explain the IR system in more depth, um, and especially how it will function in the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl? I uh, hope to see you there. Um, in the finals, that is. Um, never used it before, so the basics would be good. So... IR system, or IL is sometimes what it's also called, is basically just a position that is used in fantasy basketball and a lot of other sports, fantasy sports as well, I believe, um, where if you have a player who is injured, you can then, instead of just having them sit on your bench, you can move them into that IR position. That would then free up another roster spot on your team. So say, for example, you have 13 players. One of them gets injured. I can now move that injured player into IR. 
and then I can go and add someone off the waiver wire onto my team without having to drop someone. So I effectively have 14 players now, but one of them is on injured reserve, the IR spot. I can't then put him back into my starting lineup until I drop someone, however. So when he's healthy, I need to reactivate him. So I need to drop someone out of my team so that I'm back to that 13 or the the maximum amount of um, players that you can have in your league in order to field that player back onto your your starting roster. So that's the way it works. You also have IR+. plus. So a lot of um, sites are doing IR+, plus versus IR. IR, traditionally, you have to have the injured tag to be um, eligible to go into that position. IR+, plus is a thing that they brought in during um, the pandemic so that if a player is listed as out, um, sometimes even game time decision or day-to-day um, those kind of um, tags where they're not necessarily injured for a long period of time, you can still move them into that spot. Um, so that's how that works versus a traditional IR spot. Different sites have different eligibility requirements. So just make sure you um, have a look up on what it is. In terms of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball, I believe on Fantrax, there is a little flag there that designates a player as injured. And if the flag has like a little line through it, that means that they are injured. If you hover your your cursor over that, it will tell you that the player is injured and those players can go into the IR spot. So when we're saying that you can draft a player like uh, Robert Williams and then put him in your IR spot, you still need to draft him. You can't draft him straight into IR and then pick someone else up off. You've got to draft him finish off your roster, move him to IR, and then after the draft, you can then pick someone up without having to drop anyone else from your team. So it just is a way, especially in daily changes leagues, to still get the most out of your bench because you are setting your lineups each day. You don't want to have to just hold an injured player and get zeros from them. You can at least then grab someone off the waiver wire um, and get a little bit of value. I would definitely recommend all leagues have at least probably at least two IR spots. There are so many injuries and, and outs these days in the NBA. Three is probably even more the um, what I'd recommend at this stage, and probably at least one IR plus spots if your league does allow it. I think that is the best way to go because, again, some of those injuries can just really sap the fun out of fantasy basketball, and we're all about having fun fantasy basketball. So I would definitely recommend at least two, if not three, IR spots for your league if you are the commissioner and have control over that. So I hope that um, explanation was good enough for you there, Jason. And, um, yeah, so let me guys, guys, let me know if you have any other questions. If you want your question answered out on the podcast, remember I'm going to be doing maybe one more of these before the start of the season, and then once the season starts... This will probably turn into just a normal audio version of the podcast that will be dropped over on the website only. Um, It won't be coming out on YouTube, but during the preseason, I want to bring this out to everyone so that uh, people, other people can get some good value out of it. But once it is the season, subscribers only will get this podcast. So head over, subscribe for 10 bucks. That's all it is for the entire season. Reminder, if you subscribe and then cancel the subscription, you won't be able to get access to all of the content on the website. So just subscribe. At the end of the season, I'm going to be cancelling everyone's subscription. So don't worry about being charged again next year if you don't plan on re-signing. That's fine. 
I'll be cancelling everyone's subscription. And if you wanted to do um, it again, then you can sign up again. So don't worry about that. I've had a few people message about that. Please uh, just keep the subscription there and it will cover you for the entire season. You won't get charged again. So that will do it for us today, guys. Uh, please give this video a big thumbs up. We've got plenty of content coming, more mock drafts coming. Our must draft players and do not draft players have dropped. Make sure you're subscribed and I'll see you guys next time. Laters. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.